Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie every Friday here on 1150 AM KKNW. I'll be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities that are guaranteed to lift your spirits. I believe it's big XL there. <laughs> <laughs> I just I haven't been in the studio for over a it's month. It's been a busy month for you. Yeah, welcome back. I did the Manson Mitchell show, and I saw you in the hall with your boys, but that was a month ago. That's I all you're going to get from me that day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was your birthday the next day. Yeah, it was. So I, said, I had a great birthday. birthday. I did. Good for you. Well, uh, I'm going to do a quick catch-up because I don't remember where I've been, but I'm going to tell a story because I can. I uh, had a nine-year. Last year was a nine-year, and if you do numerology, it goes one through nine. Nine is the death card or endings, and one is new beginnings. So right now, the, this time of year is the death card. <laughs> you know, it's ending. There's nothing growing. It's dark. And you about a month from now, it'll be a, a one. So it's about, you know, thinking about what you're going to plant and getting the party started. Well, what I tried to do about four months ago was get a lot of parties started, <laughs> and nothing would take. Nothing would grow. Every project I started failed. And it was one of those things where the voice is like, you know what you got to do? You got to get rid of your place and you got to be a nomad. And I'm like, what? I want you to uproot yourself. And this is spirit talking to me. And I want you to travel about freely. And what I did was house sit. And when I was house sitting, I got to go to Madrona. I went to Woodby. I went to about three or four different places. And I kind of felt out the energy of the place. Well, the one that took the most was probably Whidbey Island. So now that I'm in a one year, 2020 is my one year, I just started a whole new life. Um, I'll probably, will kind of take a break on Kauai, and I know for a fact I won't be doing the house or sitting or living on Kameno, but I will be visiting. I now live on Whidbey Island in Langley. I love that place <laughs> up there, though, too. Oh. So quaint, so amazing. Yep. And when the universe is speaking you'll know because doors shut mm -hmm. don't pound on the door and try to run back into that door right. just go with the flow say goodbye it could be a person place or activity that you have to say goodbye to and saying goodbye to Kameno you know how hard that was and you said plenty about like going for island time especially if you're in Hawaii mm -hmm. that's similar to even being up on Whidbey and it's perfect mm -hmm. and people can come visit me easier so what I'm going to do is uh, retreats but one day retreats you can come out for four hours will probably last about six, but I'm saying four. Take the ferry. You can come from Coopville, uh, Port Townsend. You can come Deception Pass, the bridge, or Mukilteo, which is five minutes away from me as soon as you get off the ferry. In fact, someone came last week, and I picked them up. They didn't have to bring their car over. Um, I have to say that she was really depressed, sad, and wasn't really wanting to come, almost pulled out of it. And when I, she got home, she said it changed my life because it's dark and icky, and nobody wants to do anything, and that's when we start feeling low spirits. So what we need is our spirits lifted. There we go. So what you're going to do is you're going to come over to the island. I will uh, do some healing work with you. We'll do some Reiki, a chakra reading, find out some maybe blocks you've got going on, some frustrations. I will take you uh, to a labyrinth. We will do the labyrinth. We'll do a ceremony. Walk in the woods. I, I found two labyrinths and at least 10 places to walk in the woods. And uh, let's see, we will go to uh, Langley where the well center is, and now we have well season coming. This is just, are you kidding me? This is quite right across the road here. Um, then we'll ring the bell when we see a well. Just kidding. I don't know if we'll see one. It's not a guarantee, but this time of year, up till about early May, you might see a well. And there's a few other places I'd like to take you, and then we will go to lunch or dinner, depending if you pick the morning one or the afternoon one. 
afternoon, we'll go watch a sunset. Uh, in the morning one, we'll go take a walk on the beach. And if you want to continue on, you can stay overnight, and I'll help you find an Airbnb or some of the amazing quaint places there are to stay in Langley or up to Coopville. And uh, so it's a one-day retreat with me, but you can make it a weekend. And I really do um, encourage people to come off-season because I'm not going to encourage you to come in July. <laughs> Don't come on an island with a ferry in July. It's just a madhouse. But if you come right now, I'll show you amazing places to go, and you'll leave uh, refreshed because nature right now is the prescription. We have so much around us that's kind of bombarding. You can say your aura, but it's your health. It, we're being bombarded. We're in a studio right now that's crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I have to leave and go take a walk in the woods because it's a lot of energy going and on And I just here. have to make sure you stay in contact with me while you're out there. Oh, in the woods? We remember that. God, that I get lost all the uh-huh. time. Uh-huh. Safety first. Wasn't mm-hmm. I in a Safety first. concrete quarry? Sure. And then they I had don't to know. drive me home because <laughs> I got lost. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> Anyways. But sometimes I retreat. I keep my phone with me. That's a good idea. So yeah. you can call for help. Fully charged, too. But what I'm going to do also is invite you guys to go to my Lift Your Spirits Facebook page, and I'm going to give a one-day retreat away. So this is my Valentine's gift to some woman, and I've already had people enter. You go to the Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie Facebook page. There's an event page. It's the Woodby Island giveaway. And you're going to say, I deserve to get away in just a few you know, sentences. Why? Or you can nominate someone you love that you would think needs a vacation. That's a lot of people have done that. So I'm taking all those names, and then February 14th, I'll draw one, and they will come to Woodby Island with me. And then maybe I'll have them on the show. I didn't even think about that. Duh. Let's ask them first about that. Okay. I'll, I think they'll like it. Okay. It'll be fun. Never know. So that's where you go. Lift your spirits with Dina Marie to enter. I will also be doing Valentine readings at Tea With Your Dragon. I got to go back and visit. And that's in Stanwood, Washington. And then I'm going to go stay. I got the whole enchilada. Then I'm going to go to Cama Beach because I volunteer for Center for Wooden Boats. And there is going, I'm going to be in a cabin for five days doing shaka readings. And the Great Northwest Glass Quest is back. I love that event. <laughs> Mark and Marcus Ellinger yeah. make these beautiful glass floats. And what you do is you run around and looking for a plastic clue ball mm-hmm. in the state parks and in the businesses. And then you win one. Similar to like with geocaching, you search for clues throughout the area, and it's super fun. I still have the original one they made for me, the Seahawks, the 12. The 12. I know. I know. So cool. <laughs> and that's an event I saved on Camino. They mm-hmm. were going to get rid of it. And what happened is we sold more park passes in February than crabbing season. And that's what saves our parks is those park passes. So you can come out. It's two weeks in February. It starts the Valentine's weekend. Invite you to come out if you want me to, to meet with me at Cama Beach, Center for Wooden Boats. I will give you the how-tos to get a clue ball <laughs> because I know, I really know the secrets and I know where, you know, to go and where not to go. So I'm inviting everyone to come out uh, to Cama Beach, Tea With Your Dragon, or Woodby Island with me. Doesn't that sound like a party? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> and again, so I had all these endings. I was really depressed. I thought, what have I, what have I done wrong? And then I realized it's time to let go. And I let go, and then everything speeded up, and I moved in a matter of two weeks. And so I'm telling everybody right now, 2020, set your intentions. And when the universe says, that door shuts, don't hold on to the door handle. Move. Move as fast as you can and do what spirit tells you. And is it scary to me to give up my house 
and live in my car and go from house to house to house. Yes, that was really weird. But so many people kind of kept giving me clues. I was talking about the donkey. What's that game? <laughs> Where you spin around and you put the tail on it. <laughs> Just pin the tail on the donkey? <laughs> That's uh, what happened to okay. me. And I was like... so lost and so confused. <laughs> and when they took off the uh, blindfold, I was like, bam, I'm on Woodby Island. <laughs> So, Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie, Facebook page. I want to take you to Woodby with me. And also, you can uh, reach out to me at dina-marie.com. Give me a phone call if you want a chakra reading, a Reiki session. Oh, and I manifested a beautiful place in Langley, or it's called Bayview. This is also new to me. Bayview, and I have a healing room with, uh, I did an interview with Anthas Ferments, uh, Sonia, and she gave me her room. So now I have a place to do it and it's at Bayview Cash Store and it's ran by goosefoot.org. Now this is a nonprofit who has businesses that are very easy to get into. They support you. They have a schoolhouse. They have a, a place to do dancing. They have dancing in the street. They have a farmer's market. They even own a grocery store. And the whole thing is this. I wrote down my intentions and I never thought I would get all of the things that I wanted. But I've been driving through Langley forever, and I never knew that was a nonprofit. So I have a place to do Reiki and teach my classes. Isn't that weird? All in two weeks? I think it's perfect. If you want to listen to the episode, it was done back on the 17th with Sonia Tsuchigani, I believe yeah. is how you pronounce the name. It's a tough one, but I think I got it. I had two uh, interviews on the, uh, two different shows on Woodby, mm-hmm. and every one of those people that I uh, did an interview with, because Spirit told me to do on location, I'm living with one of them. <laughs> On their property in a cottage. I mean, it's just been so magical. So, again, was it good about three months ago? No, because all the doors were shutting. So I had to stop. Remember, I retreat into Mother Nature. I get my higher voice again that told me to do the, the thing I didn't want to do was give up all my stuff and go on the road. And then I set my intentions. Every day I wrote down, what do I want? I want to be somewhere by the beaches. I want to be somewhere green. I want to be in a community. Those are the three things that are so important to me. I want to go to the grocery store, and I want to talk to people I know. I want people to care about the environment, art, music, and community. So it is what? Is it 2020? What month is it? Oh, we're going into February. <laughs> it is 2020 year. Yeah, I yeah, I got that right. <laughs> last, I'm not kidding you. I'm just really, I wake up every day and something magical happens now. And I'm telling you, about three months ago, not the magical was happening. So that's how you know you're not in the right place. It's time to sit down and, and re- Invest in yourself and make some changes. So I just want to say thank you uh, for everybody that's listening and and following me on my journey because I know I'm a little off. And sometimes Benny's like, you need to slow down. But I did for about a month. (laughs) So I'm going to take my first break and we'll stay tuned and we'll be right back with more. Lady Wells Vitality Spa and Sauna brings women the ancient health benefits of sauna, steam and hydrotherapies. Located in the vibrant Greenwood neighborhood, they provide a friendly, beautiful, and affordable environment where women can relax, socialize, and improve their health. The spa features a hot whirlpool, a warm soaking pool, a cold plunge pool, dry cedar sauna, and a steam bath. Retreat your body, mind, and spirit today. For more information, visit ladywellspa.com. Aloha! Join me, Dina Marie, on the island of Kauai. Let me be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. You'll receive daily healing sessions and experience fun, interactive outings to some of my favorite places, 
sacred sites, secluded beaches, and sunrises that will lift your spirits. Go beyond the tourist spots, meet fascinating locals, and leave with amazing memories. Retreats are based on your schedule and budget. For more information, visit liftyourspiritswithdeanamarie.com. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whidbey Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And I was talking about nine is endings and one's beginnings. Well, we have a little bit more beginnings happening here in the studio. First of all, I want to thank Laura Elfline and uh, Terry Phelan, Phelan for helping me carry the show through while I was running about to Kauai and doing amazing things. And then they helped me keep the show going because I was really overly... They did a fabulous job. Yeah. And well, I welcome back anytime. Vacation time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so this morning, I'm going to um, uh, uh, welcome Rebecca Sarah. Hello. So, Rebecca, you were on the show in September. Mm-hmm. And who's going to take over the show on the third Friday? It's going to be me. I'm, I'm <laughs> terribly honored. Um, the wonderful uh, ladies, uh, Laura and Terry, uh, who I admire their work and their ethic and just the way they show up in the world, uh, asked me after that September show to take over their spot. And I was just, just as you said, Dina, sometimes or always the universe kind of puts opportunities in your pathway and. I was like, okay, it's let's do this. So I'm I'm very excited to be here. And that was my favorite show. Oh, tell what, the listeners what 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 was it about? Well, it was it was about mind shift basically. The context of it was, um, and we'll talk about this more. That I'm involved with the Northwest Eco Building Guild and their education committee. The idea of bringing sustainable living and building practices to to the broader community. And we were putting out a workshop for young people about this mind shift, looking at policies, looking at building practices, looking at certifications, looking at job pathways. Um, And that also happened to align really well with the Youth Climate March that took place, which was on that day in September of the interview. And really all I did is is give voice to uh, some amazing uh, organizers and, and young people. So we had a a young woman who was 14 who was uh, out there marching, and another extraordinary community organizer, uh, Jill McMullaman from Got Green, and they were just out there working their tails off, and we shared their stories and, the, and the hope that they are creating. It inspired me. I wasn't quite on the amethyst mat because we're three hours off, and I'm, like, mm. laying there listening, and I really I did feel hopeful because I want to hear from the kids, the children mm-hmm. that are being inspired by their parents supported by their parents and going out and making a difference and ultimately this is on all of us to figure out how to make our world work and anyways we will talk about it more but i believe now more than ever it takes conscious engagement by everybody who can participate and that's why i do want one show a month based on the green sustainable the the guild every time you guys are on you teach me so much and then i go and 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 take the things i've learned like i really don't go to gyms as much because I learned about the molds and, you know, the mm-hmm. plastic. So I 
work outside and I don't get sick anymore because the gym is full of toxins. And I don't not saying don't go to a gym. You should work out in the winters and this and that. But every time they teach me something, I, I just go out and I make myself healthier, honestly. Fabulous. And then you have events coming up year round. So mm-hmm. you'll be able to talk about those. I um, will. I'm just really excited to have you as a guest host. And that will be the third Friday mm-hmm. starting in February. So we're, we're doing the get the party started for you as a radio host. Yeah. <laughs> and we learned that you got to be really early because we have no idea what that traffic's going to be like. <laughs> and now there's no traffic. You see how it works? That was just for the radio audience out there. I had a little exciting traffic adventure getting here, but we're here now. <laughs> you made it. And we got to learn uh, radio is the most important thing to stay in the present moment. Because mm-hmm. if I start thinking about what's for dinner, oops, that's called dead air. <laughs> so I love doing the show, but I'm really glad that you're here and you're going to help me. I'm just thrilled. And I'm thrilled for uh, the opportunity to share what the work of uh, our amazing guest this morning. And first of all, I want you you tell the listeners what it is that you do personally. Yes, absolutely. I am a real estate agent uh, with Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle. Uh, We are a full-service brokerage and also real estate development company. And we do do all all services. We love helping people find homes and sell homes. But we also have a specialty in, in green building, green homes, healthy homes, and are also working to promote uh, those practices and those opportunities in our community from the legislative level to the community level to the marketing level, and we're, we're very passionate about it. And who's joining us in the studio this morning? Hi, I'm Ellen Southard with Site Story, and uh, I have a small practice that's dedicated to green building and watershed health, and we are also expanding to dive a little bit deeper into social justice. I was just certified by Cornell University in diversity and, and uh, inclusion. Yeah. So um, that's what I'm working on. And I've known Rebecca for seven years. We actually met working on watershed issues and volunteering for the uh, 50th anniversary of the Seattle Center. So we have a history of propelling these issues in the community and together. So it's exciting to be here. Um, Ashley Ellen, we met way before then. Friends of the Cedar River Watershed working on rain gardens way back in Ooh, the day. Ooh, that's right. And we will talk about rain gardens a little bit today. I do want to build off of what you said, um, Dina, about the Eco Building Guild, because the Eco Building Guild really, they are the early adopters in our region and have really created some important platforms for um, public education and especially helping homeowners. And so I just wanted to mention um, where the Guild is concerned. Um, They have the Green Pages directory online, which has amazing resources um, for anyone that wants to live a greener lifestyle. So I definitely recommend um, pursuing that. And then uh, I think Rebecca might have some other details to share, but on February 26th, I'll be speaking with the Guild um, about biophilia and natural systems and regenerative design. And um, we'll be joined by some amazing leaders, um, Judith Hirwagen, who wrote the book uh, Biophilic Design, the Theory, Science, and Practice of Bringing Buildings to Life. Judith is a consultant at a a national level to our federal government. She's an amazing uh, psychologist that deals with social health. And then the other person on our panel is Jennifer Barnes with 55.5 and the Urban Green Print. 
And Jennifer has done a lot of work as well as an activist to change how we build buildings and how we design buildings. So it should be a great uh, a great show, and I encourage people to go to the Eco Building Guild website to um, to learn more about the events that are coming up. Thank you for that, Ellen. And I will mention this again, but uh, excellent summary of what that wonderful uh, workshop is going to be. That's going to be at the Wood Technology Center, which is on Capitol Hill. It's an incredible, um, beautiful facility and space, uh, very centrally located in Seattle from 6 to 8 p.m. Well, Soundwater Stewards. Stewards? Do you know what that is, Soundwater Stewards? I'm not familiar with that specific group, but well, I just was looking at their page yesterday, and they're on uh, the island. So, okay, and, oh, and it's that same group that's Island County. Mm-hmm. But you, this is just really exciting. It really is exciting because I think nature is going to save our lives, right? <laughs> so let's take care of her. Yeah, and we're part of it. Yeah, I'm so excited. Well, if I may, one thing I'd like to back up because Ellen, you brought up uh, one of one of my favorite terms, but I'm kind of a geek. Could you please explain what biophilia and biomimicry is? Right. So biophilia is really a science and um, it's a practicality, really, about how we replicate natural systems. Biomimicry is um, designing uh, both buildings and, and, of, and products and, and things that we use in our everyday lives based on um, on natural systems. So, you know, a really good example might be if we think about a honeycomb. Well, um, there's a lot of products that replicate that honeycomb style and shape. Um, And so... It's a very solid construction, right? It's very solid construction. Uh, One of the beautiful projects, I I actually got to um, be a judge for a competition this year with the Fraser Basin Council um, and the, the focus of the design competition was on biophilic design, uh, but also stormwater treatment. And this amazing uh, pro- project that uh, a firm called Dialogue out of um, Vancouver is designing for Nature's Path. So Nature's Path cereal and their other food products. They're using like a honeycomb um, facade on the building to redirect stormwater to the base and then treat it all. Um, through low-impact development um, strategies like rain gardens and bioretention before that water ends up in the Salish Sea. So there's there's a lot of great ideas, um, and a lot of those ideas are about going back to what we knew before. Mm -hmm. If you think about it, we had the industrial age, and then we had technological advances, after World War II, or even during World War II, we changed our food systems dramatically because people got cut off um, from, from food supplies. And so um, we, we got aggressive in how we did things, and it was focused on um, new ideas, you know, uh, like heavy uses of fertilizer to grow food faster, um, things like that. So we moved away from our, our natural processes and natural instincts. And I think a lot of the work I'm doing and that the green building community is doing is really going back to what natural systems do and to replicating those systems. I, I'm fond of <laughs> Sounds saying... Sounds silly, but isn't it funny that we're yeah. going back to what works? Well, just like organic <laughs> I, farming. I like to say that one of my favorite technologies, and I'm not kidding, is a tree. Trees are 
they have been refined, they have been tested, they, they self-replicate, they suck up carbon, they grow food. They're amazing. Yeah, trees are, are critical to um, our urban watersheds, and soils are too. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, rain gardens. I don't know if folks know about Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, if you could back up a couple of key terms for radio audience here is stormwater and rain gardens and bioretention. And then we can talk about some great projects you've been working on. So bioretention is really treating stormwater through amended soils that have healthy microbes that can eat up the pollution. So just a good, healthy soil. Good, healthy soil. It cleans it up. And it's layered. It's also layered with um, gravels. Mm -hmm. And really what it's meant to do is um, replicate the forest floor. You know, if you think about the exponential growth in our region, um, you know, every time something gets built, we're removing parts of our natural system, parts of our watershed. Mm -hmm. And every site is in our watershed, right? So We're in the watershed right now, even in in this radio tower in the city it's still part of the watershed absolutely and so we need to think of ourselves as part of nature and how nature exists in the city and how we protect it but also how we use it as tools to fight climate change and so as you said trees are a significant part of low impact development yeah. and do bring, a lot of work green for us. back into that gray yeah soil does too um, one of the projects I've been working on um, in, that is a great example of how soils can clean up uh, stormwater or surface water. Is, and stormwater is? Stormwater is the, the runoff from rain. So, and we have, you know. From our hardened surfaces, like so, our roads and So don't roofs. you think it's odd that, that my soul wants to be in the forest <laughs> <laughs> or near saltwater or beaches and, and, and being in nature? That's that's instinctive, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I'm, I'm inviting people to get off the treadmill and go and experience it because you'll feel better. And mm-hmm. like from what they're saying is 5G can't get through trees. That's why they're taking them down. So to get a vacation, get reacquainted with Mother Nature, then you're going to come back and you're going to understand. But if we're just on that treadmill and we don't go out there and we don't experience it, we're literally dying piece by piece because we're not understanding and I feel really blessed to have lived on Camino where there's no people ever <laughs> and been able to witness year round also the changes. And I want to talk about that after the break. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance to to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Need a day away? 
Indulge yourself in a sanctuary of rest at the Seaside Spa and Salon, located in historic waterfront Coopville on beautiful Whidbey Island. Seaside Spa and Salon specializes in organic spa treatments. Their goal is to create a place for you to regain balance and to uplift your spirits. Check out their website for information on spa packages and gift certificates. Visit SeasideSpaAndSalon.com or like them on Facebook to plan your day away today. Are you feeling blocked? Are you frustrated or confused? If so, take some time to stop and step off the treadmill so you can receive the guidance and the support you need to take your life in a new direction. A client of mine called me a personal trainer for the body, the mind, and the spirit, and she added, Dina Marie does not heal you. She gives you the tools you need to heal yourself. If you are ready for a change, I'm here for you. In person, our phone sessions are available by appointment. Visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Don't let that herd mentality lead you off a cliff. We support thinking for yourself on Alternative Talk 1150. Hi, welcome back to Lift Your Spirits Radio. I'm your host today, Rebecca Sayre, with my guest uh, and esteemed colleague, Ellen Southard of Sight Story. And we're here talking about how to bring, uh, how to manage water and bring nature back into our urban spaces. Uh, One of the great projects, Ellen, that I've had the pleasure of helping uh, promote and share uh, that you've worked on is the cleaning up the stormwater pollution, that that nasty pollution that runs off hardened surfaces from the Aurora Bridge uh, before it goes into the lake below. Can you tell us a little bit about um, the Aurora Bridge project? Sure, Rebecca. I'd love to tell you about it. it. And it's growing. It's becoming the Green Bridges Project. So the Aurora Bridge Project was really inspired by developer Mark Ray when he was building um, the Data One building at uh, 34th and Troll Avenue in Fremont. Now he's got another um, building underway across the street called the Watershed Building. But the idea is Mark was really inspired by some research um, he saw in regards to runoff from the 520 bridge and the vulnerability of salmon in polluted stormwater. And so he decided, um, and then we also learned um, after hearing about the science um, during the 520 construction, we learned that Washington State doesn't have the legal requirement of treating stormwater on its bridges. And so Mark intervened as a private landowner um, with properties adjacent to the bridge and said, I'm going to take that stormwater off the bridge and treat it in bioswales and rain gardens on my property and volunteered um, and worked out some legal agreements with Washington State and the city of Seattle to do that. And now we're on our third phase, which is um, a a big uh, bioswale under the bridge um, adjacent to the Ship Canal uh, by by the Getty um, headquarters and the Google headquarters. So what it's doing, the data that we have so far is um, the pollution coming off of the Aurora Bridge was some of the most polluted stormwater ever tested in, um, in terms of roadway runoff. in in the U.S. And we have two years of data now, um, having treated that stormwater in bioswales. And just what are bioswales and what are rain gardens? And I'll just say the cool thing is you can actually go under the Aurora Bridge and see these things that Ellen is about to describe. Yeah, I would encourage people to, if if you love going to the Troll, just walk downhill to the canal and you can see these fabulous um, bioswales. So bioswales 
are a constructed, um, basically a constructed forest floor. So they're filled with amended soils um, that have microorganisms that treat the pollution. And then they also have plants that uptake the pollution, very veiny plants like ferns. And so they're replicating um, the wet areas of the rainforest and they're treating the stormwater before it leaves the bioswale and gets fed um, through pipes into the Lake Washington Ship Canal, which is a critical pathway for salmon migration. And so the work that we've been doing is um, we, we worked closely with the Nature Conservancy, with Salmon Safe, who is my client, and the Clean Lake Union organization uh, to get these projects built. Um, we did receive um, state funding. Uh, thankfully, uh, a proviso that was written by Senators Reuben Carlisle and Gail Tarleton um, to advance this project and to actually help us build more bioswales on the I-5 bridge. And the idea is eventually we're going to build bioswales along all six bridges on the Lake, Ship, Lake Washington Ship Canal to help clean up this migration corridor for salmon as they make their way into Lake Washington, into Lake Sammamish, and up into the tributaries where they spawn. So it's a really important project. And, and this has a direct relationship to our orcas, too. We've all I been, love you for mentioning that because it's true. Or, yeah, it's our so orcas are completely dependent on the salmon. 92% of an orca's diet is salmon. 82% is Chinook, and Chinook is the most endangered species. So it's my goal to replicate this project in other places. For instance, we want to go to the Skagit and replicate the project there, which is the most critical Chinook habitat in our state. But um, my, my first amount of funding, and I will say Boeing has been a generous contributor um, to these projects. We couldn't do it without them. And uh, the next project I'm doing is in the Duwamish. And it's exceedingly important to me in terms of my value system to be working there. I have the privilege of living on Queen Anne, but folks in South Seattle, mm -hmm. White Center, the Duwamish, Georgetown, they actually, because of the pollution there, have um, a life expectancy 11 to 13 years less than my own because I live in a, a cleaner neighborhood. So this is extremely important to me. It's also extremely important to honor the tribes and to recognize that the indigenous people of the Salish Sea um, are not just spiritually connected to the salmon, but their livelihoods are connected to the salmon. And just so people know, the Salish Sea is the Puget Sound. The Salish mm -hmm. Sea is the Puget Sound, and it encompasses both the Canadian parts of the Puget Sound and the Washington parts of the Puget Sound. But that is the original name mm -hmm. of Puget Sound. It mm -hmm. wasn't... Was a Salish it Sea. It was the Salish Sea. Yes. And what's beautiful about this, you know, cause bringing, bringing essentially, you've got to remember this whole area was once covered by forest. By bringing this forest function back into our cities, uh, not only is it very, very functional, again, trees, plants, soil do the work. That's the technology we need. Um, but it's, it beautifies the area. It makes it healthier for people where the bioswale and uh, soil cells are located under the bridge, it's a, it's a lovely space. You've improved the aesthetics for the community. You've, I mean, it's just it's a win-win for everybody when we do this. It's healthier. It reduces stress. Yeah, we've been really um, selective in, in the plants that we chose. 
um, so that there's color year-round. There's a lot of blooming plants. They're all indigenous species, so they were meant to do this work already. Mother indigenous Nature. means? It means that they're native plants. They belong here in Washington. They're not brought in from other parts um, of the world. So it's a, it's a really exciting project, and um, you can expect to hear more about it. You can also go to um, the Green Bridges website Green to Bridges, learn more. Is that www.greenbridges.org? Correct. Yes, Excellent. and that's also on the Salmon Safe website as well. But it's an exciting project. And I will say, after two years of um, testing the water in the first uh, series of bioswales, even when that water only makes itself halfway through the bioswale, we've already cleaned out 70% of the contaminants. So this technology works. It's actually something that you can have in your own home yeah, by I, building rain gardens. I was actually going to say, I just built one. Um, and I'm so in my own yard, we, it's kind of fun. We got a little tiny backhoe and everything. So it's, it's in all the neighborhood came kids came over and watched us use the backhoe and look at the giant hole in our backyard that was there for like a day. So it was, everybody loved it. But now it's absolutely beautiful. It's beautified my yard. We have so many birds in our yard now, Ellen. It's just crazy. It's just like it's bird heaven. And um, we were able to do that. We're going to be actually uh, applying for a grant from King County. They have these great... Uh, Gosh, I should, uh, GSI grant, the... The, the RainWise program? The RainWise program, yeah, the King County and the city of Seattle do to help residents uh, throughout the region put these rain gardens and bioswales in your own yard, which helps clean uh, the stormwater from our roofs and our driveways, and it beautifies the yard. They're really easy to care for. So, yeah, King County and Seattle RainWise program, please look that up and look at the resources they have available so that each and every one of us can do this kind of uh, work in our homes, even in our apartments. There's things like green roofs that urban buildings can place on top. Green roofs are significant in terms of not just treating stormwater, but also bringing habitat back in the city. You mentioned um, the birds coming back. Mm -hmm. And so bioswales and rain gardens aren't just about treating stormwater, but they're also about creating habitat. And a really important part of creating habitat is um, supporting pollinators, bees, bees, (laughs) and hummingbirds, and butterflies, and things that keep, um, again, pollinating our plants, keeping healthy and alive, and reseeding. And so, um, again, what we're doing is trying to reintroduce nature to the city And we have to remember that the city could be filled with nature if we're all proactive about Mm -hmm. bringing it back and how we use the land. A lot of my work is really based on how we use our land assets um, to have a a net zero impact. Mm -hmm. And so I'm smiling. I just said, well, you guys, I'm so happy (laughs) because you're giving me hope. So thank you. I have a lot of hope, Dina. I actually grew up back east. I mentioned to you earlier, I grew up in the Pine Barrens, which is a very delicate ecosystem, and it inspired me. But I also spent a lot of time on Chesapeake Bay over the years. And when I was a young, when I was younger, I have no recollection of dolphins in the Chesapeake Bay. And in the last 20 years, when I go back east and I'm on the Chesapeake Bay or I'm in Cape May, um, where we often go to the beach, We see dolphins every day, and I have that same hope for Puget Sound. If they can do it on the East Coast with all that industrial impact 
that went on 200 years longer than the impacts we have here, we can do it. It's just going to take the will of the people, and it's going to take all of us to recognize that we're part of the watershed. We're watershed stewards, and, and we can be watershed keepers. And Absolutely. And that takes me, I'm just looking at the time here, Ellen, that takes me to this, what's kind of a, a broader what's next in your mind of what we need to do. And we've got, we've got just a short time to kind of uh, mention that. But what do you see in terms of community engagement? I think, um, well, community engagement is a major part of this. A uh, major part of our work is making sure that we're not just coming up with solutions for neighborhoods, but we're coming up with solutions by neighborhoods that communities weigh in and share the most important ideas they have. Um, but I think one of the things that we're missing in the Northwest is understanding the nexus between energy and water, um, and especially how it impacts salmon. I think a big issue we need to get behind is tearing down those dams. On the, we, on the Snake River, right? On the Snake River, but in other places, too. And mm-hmm. I just want to say go to orcanetwork.com, uh, Orca Network, because Howard is just, every day they got movies, and he's going at it on, in Langley, Whale Center. Yeah. Love the Whale Center. All right, I'm just looking at the clock here, and uh, we are needing to go to break. So I'm going to hand it over to my esteemed colleagues. <laughs> so stay tuned. We'll be right back with more. Looking for a getaway from the city that will lift your spirits? Experience hands-on glassblowing and stay in your own private charming guest cottage at Lake Martha near Stanwood, Washington. Enjoy beautiful sunsets, plus kayaking, swimming, canoeing, and fishing. Starry Night Glass Art and Lake Martha Cottage are located 50 miles north of Seattle, near Kayak Point, Warm Beach, and Kameno Island. Come for the day or an overnight stay and experience an on-site private glassblowing lesson for yourself. To find more information on how to book your getaway at Lake Martha Cottage, go to Lake Martha Cottage and Glassblowing Studio on Facebook or visit starrynightglassart.com to see their services, artistic handcrafted memorials, wine toppers, pendants, and ornaments created with care and compassion. You will arrive as a visitor and leave as a friend at Lake Martha Cottage and Glassblowing Studio. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries. You can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Are you looking for a realtor? Rebecca Sayer from Infinity Real Estate and Development in Seattle is a real estate broker with a passion for helping people with an enjoyable and successful home buying experience. Infinity is focused on empowering positive futures for each of our clients as well as the community. With a deep local knowledge in green and sustainable properties and housing models, Rebecca is committed to connecting people with the right property. She can help you access a home that will increase your quality of life, reduce electromagnetic and toxic product exposure, plus your carbon footprint. Rebecca serves on the Northwest Eco Building Guild's Education Committee, where she is helping develop a series of courses for people who have an interest in living more sustainably, be it in a home or an apartment, through classes that share the tricks, tools, and resources available. To connect with an agent that serves you and your community, reach out to Rebecca at Rebecca at InfinityRed.com today. 
Alternative Talk, 1150 on AM, 98.9 HD3 on HD, 1150kknw.com on the web. Welcome back. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. And joining me, Rebecca Sayre. Uh, I am uh, going to be the new host of the sustainable uh, the sustainability segment here at List Your Spirits. I am a real estate agent uh, in Seattle, but I work all over the Puget Sound. I am with Infinity Real Estate and Development, and we are a full service agency. We do real estate and development, and we have a specialty in green building and helping people find uh, green homes and also helping people improve the sustainability and efficiencies of your existing homes. So we would love to work with you. And who else is in the studio with us? And joining us today is my good friend Ellen Southard. She is with Sight Story. Uh, She is working on getting uh, water management incorporated into building projects. And uh, gosh, I mean, I'm trying to, how would you do sort of rehabilitation projects, bringing forests back into our cities to improve the functionality and the health of our cities for our waterways, to create habitat, but also to improve uh, health for people. Yeah, Site Stories really focused on really urban ecology, but also human ecology. So we don't just do the work and build it or, or advance the work of the nonprofits we serve, but we also try to stel- tell the story of the sites and provide a lot of public education opportunities to understand natural systems and, and um, really the ecological and human ecology of our region. So that's the stuff we're working on. Um, when we were, uh, before the break, we were uh, talking about the nexus between energy and water, the need to take out um, the dams on our rivers uh, to protect salmon habitat, and really to, um, if you, it, it's extremely important, I think, as we move forward as a region, we really need to put some pressure on our public utilities uh, that provide power to us to come up with clean energy that doesn't include hydropower. Because if you think about it, hydropower is not clean for salmon, and it's not clean in terms of its disturbance of natural habitat, and it's certainly not been a clean, um, it's not been a, a clean utility when it comes to the legacy of our tribes, their land, um, spiritual places. I mean, we have really impacted some very important natural systems and important sacred places for indigenous people of the Salish Sea. So it's time for that to come out. Um, and that that's really, uh, I think, something that as as a region, we need to put some pressure on the utilities to change what what clean energy packages look like and, and how we can source alternative energy that isn't going to impact our salmon, our whales, um, and, and natural habitat in general. Yeah, and with uh, more wind and solar coming on, both at you know, larger scale and at individual home levels and new technologies that are emerging. I know that you were talking about wave energy capture. There's well, all I sorts think, of, yeah, there's just there's a lot. lots of options. There's lots of options to move away from the past. And again, using these natural systems and, and um, the power of nature to power our homes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Um, so I think that's a super important part of, of what needs to change 
um, in terms of the built environment and how it intersects with natural systems. And I, it's, I appreciate you bringing that up, Alan. I mean, I, the way I look at a lot of this is that we are, and it's one of the reasons why I love being involved with the Eco Building Guild is because it's about learning and doing and applying. Uh, but we, as a culture, we've developed, we developed technologies, we tried things out, and we're learning and we're learning. And it's like, oh, wait a minute, some of the stuff we've done in the past doesn't work as well as some of the new things that we're figuring out. And so it's just, it's a, it's a constant evolution towards doing things better. And I think Washington State, we're really innovators here, which is so great. And so we have a tremendous opportunity to be the leaders in putting together these new energy systems, which creates jobs and prosperity and opportunity. But really, we're at a time in, in the time of the climate crisis where this is, the, in my mind, the most important thing that we can do. And we are very poised here in this region to to continue to innovate and figure these things out. Yeah, we really are. And we actually have one of, you know, our governor's fantastic when it comes to environmental issues. And, you know, last year we saw a major shift in terms of our state, the the makeup of our state legislature group that are really working in, you know, they're really working like a fine-tuned team with the governor. So I have a lot of hope. I mean, we have probably one of the most eco-friendly um, bodies of, of state senators around um, Mona Doss, Rebecca mm-hmm. Saldana. I mean, there's some fantastic people doing progressive work. Uh, so we have a lot to celebrate in mm-hmm. our state. And a lot of work to do. And it, also just thinking of a conversation you and I had the other day, Ellen, it's also just encourage folks to you know get informed, get educated, figure out which which of these things, if you're listening to this and it strikes a passion in your heart, figure figure out where you can engage. And I'd certainly encourage you to get educated and vote your values. Yeah, I agree. I, you know, if, if you care about the environment and you care about these issues and and social justice, too, because they're one in the same. Yep. They're one in the same. If, if the environment is clean and everyone has access to clean air, clean water, that is social justice. And so, um, you know. Educate yourselves on on how your politicians think, what you can count on them when they do vote on bills, um, and vote with your heart when it comes to the environment. So, you know, it's an important year, and uh, we we have a lot to stand up for. We live in one of the most beautiful places that I could imagine. I've traveled all over the world, and every time I come back to Puget Sound, I'm happy. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm happy to be here, and I love, you know, you fly in, you see Mount Rainier, and you're like, yes, this is why I live here. I'm looking out the window right now, and I will confess, I'm, I'm a native Northwesterner, and sometimes people this time of year really lament our weather. <laughs> um, but I'm looking out at the misty clouds hanging over the trees, and it just, I don't know, it makes my Northwestern soul pretty happy. Well, and you are a native Northwester. I grew up back east. We have a lot of new neighbors. Thanks to all the um, emerging business here yeah. in our region right. and our, our robust economy. So I would encourage if you're new to the Northwest, there's lots of great places to see. Um, there's a lot of great nonprofits you can work with in terms of restoration work and be hands-on in protecting Puget Sound. Um, I would encourage you, uh, Dina mentioned New Beginnings at the beginning of this show. 
I will mention that here in 2020, I am launching a new nonprofit called SightAndWater.org. And uh, one of the reasons why I'm doing that is there's a lot of great community groups and neighborhood groups that don't have a vehicle for um, receiving grants and for developing important projects within their community. And I'm going to help fill those gaps um, in Puget Sound by working with neighborhood groups and, and other folks that are as committed to this issue as I am. And I just want to say, for those of you out there who don't know Ellen, it's one thing I love about Ellen is she, she sees a problem and she figures out a way to, to get involved. And, and that reminds me, so one of the things that I'm doing and this uh, opportunities where we can all uh, roll up our sleeves and, and get involved and learn new ways to do things is through the Northwest Eco Building Guild. And uh, upcoming opportunities include um, coming to our February workshop uh, at the Wood Technology Center, uh, February 26th from 6 to 8 p.m. Uh, Ellen is going to be one of our speakers along with Dr. Judith Herwagen from the University of Washington, a green building expert, and architect Jennifer Barnes, who is one of the leaders in our region in uh, buildings that mimic and utilize natural systems. It's going to be a really lively, interesting discussion. Again, that's February 26th at the Wood Technology Center on Capitol Hill in Seattle. And then the Guild also, we're really here to be supportive and practical. So on March 3rd, there's going to be a finance and business uh, seminar from 4 to 6 p.m. I believe that's going to be at the uh, Finney Neighborhood Center, but check the website because they're Fine-tuning what's the details. What's the website? That is www.nwebg.com. And you will be back February 21st. I will. So you can update everybody about those uh, coming up events. And I am so blessed to have Spirit on my side this month. Thank God. (laughs) But Rebecca will be back uh, February 21st, the third Friday from now on. And Ellen, you're amazing. Thank you. And we're going to chat a lot after this show. But I want to invite everybody to uh, go to Lift Your Spirits with Dean Marie Facebook page. I'm also giving away uh, a day with me and also at the Lady Wells Vitality Spa and Salon. So you get a, a coupon for that. And spa means, it's about, what does the spa mean? Healthy, health through water. And so basically I love water and I want you all to get out and uh, check out my Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. Get yourself on that drawing and uh, the February 14th, I will tell everyone who the winner is. And, you know, I, uh, Clint McEwen, uh, go next to the closest water, sit by it, and it will change you forever. I enjoy, uh, invite you back next week for more people, places, and activities that will lift your spirits.